I'm Caroline. I'm Jason. Welcome to one more episode. In this episode, we go back to the Game of Thrones with the new series, House of the Dragon. Hello. Hello. Welcome to the podcast, One More Episode. Welcome to One More Episode. We've been gone for a while. We have been gone for a while, and August is winding down. Right. Football season is upon us. Yeah, it's getting there. Yeah. So we've been waiting for the series to premiere for, it seems like a few months now, House of the Dragon. Right. And here we are. It's here. Here we are. Yeah, and we're going to talk about that in a little bit. I wanted to just ask you, is there anything interesting that you've been watching that you want to talk about? There's a few things that I've been watching. Um, We're all caught up on Only Murders in the Building, which the season finale is Tuesday. So I can't wait. And it's gotten really, really interesting. Like there's a lot of things happening in that show. Oh, I need to catch up on that. Um, if yeah. the season finale is coming up this Tuesday. Yeah. We've also been watching um, The Bear, which has um, the uh, actor that plays Lip and Shameless. And that is probably one of the best shows I've watched this year. It was absolutely amazing. The finale was um, fantastic. And then, you know, if you've just worked in the food industry... Um, and understand like how the kitchen is different. Um, it's a show to watch for you. Um, and just based off the fact, I mean, I'm not really giving any, anything away from the show. You, you do find out um, that um, the main character comes back home to Chicago to take over a restaurant for his brother who has committed suicide. And um, he is a, a pretty much world renowned chef that was, um, a chef at the French Laundry. I don't know if you know that restaurant, but it's um, like voted the best restaurant in the world um, out in Napa. So, yeah. Yeah, Kate also talked about this series and I think Andy did too. So I'm definitely going to have to start The Bear. Yeah, and it's half hour episodes, so it goes quick. I think I think we, we could have finished it in a day, but um, we did it over two days. You know, my restaurant experience was kind of limited. Like I was always out in the, as a hostess or, or something. And I kind of liked being back in the kitchen. I felt like they always like could kind of do their own thing in the kitchen. So I don't know. I I am going to check this one out. Yeah. They're, they're kitchen people are definitely different people for sure. And, um, you know, I think Kate and, um, both Cameron had, you know, different experiences from it because Kate was married to a chef. Um, and then Cameron used to volunteer at Sir La Table, um, here in Columbus. So he learned a lot of um, do's and don'ts in the kitchen by um, being a volunteer at the restaurant or the store. So mm-hmm. we missed you on our one podcast where Andy also was a chef. Oh, and so he was talking about the bear and how like he related to um, what a good series it was and how he could relate to what was going yeah. on there. And they all talked about he and Kate just like we're talking about everything that happens in the kitchen. So you're the third person that has said something about that one. So 
and how good it is. I also watched the documentary on Woodstock 1999. Oh, <laughs> I wondered about um, that one. It really was a train wreck. Um, <laughs> you know, um, I don't know if it was a lot of Gen X that attended that. Like, what, what's the cutoff on Gen X? Mm, 1980-ish is the cutoff. Of when you were born okay that makes sense because <laughs> 99 these kids would have been like 19 um 20 a lot of them so it was the beginning of the millennials um so that explains a lot well um, you know but i mean we were um younger folks in 1999 um early 20s and did we ever even talk about going to Woodstock 99? I don't think so. I didn't even know what happened until I saw this documentary. I was yeah. like, because probably a lot of us were going away from like, a lot of Gen Xers were like, not watching MTV anymore, oh, uh, so well, to speak. Well, that, well, we were still watching, right? Uh, but we were kind of going away from it. There were like new, new like reality shows um that we were starting to watch like people weren't really watching real world anymore i think that kind of went away right no no i think in 99 (laughs) no i think time has like (laughs) you forgot Has it warped my brain yes (laughs) yes no we totally were and all i remember from that time was hearing about there were definitely some issues at woodstock like that's yeah. my memory of it, that it got really out of control. I want to say, I don't know why I want to say like it, like the weather wasn't great. I don't know. Oh, I just remember. Honey, it was more than the weather. <laughs> you <laughs> have know. to watch the documentary. It's three episodes long. <laughs> I and, just remember. Uh, yeah. Sorry. I just remember like some of the major headlines, but like not I didn't know there was enough for a documentary to be made about it. Like Jewel was there and they interviewed her and she was like, um, I could feel um, an energy that wasn't good. <laughs> so <laughs> she was like, after she performed, she was like, I need to get the hell out of here. And they were saying that she was like, you need to get out. So they got her on her bus and she just zoomed away. But all hell broke loose at that festival. It was bad. Yeah. Huh. Okay. Well, I need to to watch this one as well. Yeah. Well, and you didn't hear a lot of it on the news because they had exited. They were like, this is too dangerous to even report at. So they basically just said, Oh yeah, there were issues at Woodstock or whatever. And then you 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 find out, you know, there were people that actually filmed there from like little um uh, newspapers and and you know people that were just doing filming um so yeah yeah huh okay i must well, watch and, okay. <laughs> <laughs> well and we didn't have social media then and so exactly if we had then i'm sure the information would have gotten out like about oh, yeah. everything that happened there yeah, I even I even posted on Facebook. I was like, I think this was the beginning of the alt right. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it sounds like maybe a different crowd showed up at Woodstock yeah. than was expected. Is that 
Well, it boils down to the um, kids that came there. The, the promoters had lost money in 1994, but um, they failed miserably to make money on it because the fencing had been like broken and people were just kind of going in for free. So they were like the promoters and the people that, you know, funded and sponsored a lot of Woodstock, the name. Um, were like hell bent on like we got to make money on this so they outsourced a lot of like the vendors that were there the sanitation the bathrooms with the security <laughs> which really backfired on them and it was a bunch of like angry people that were pissed because they were being overcharged I mean water back then was probably like 60 cents um, a bottle you know what I mean and they're being charged $4 in 1999. And as they ran out during the show of things, they were price gouging. So a bottle of water on the last day of the event was like $7. And it was hotter than hell. And people were like passing out from dehydration. So they were pissed. They were like, we got we got robbed. Um, so it was just a lot of uh, masculinity and testosterone. And let's let's destroy things and burn things wait till you see the fires <laughs> oh wow oh wow okay a must watch um <laughs> right well and, and one last note on that too why did any of us listen to limp biscuit <laughs> <laughs> the question of the podcast yeah, really <laughs> Well, maybe our listeners will um, comment on that um, <laughs> <laughs> on this episode. Well, I wanted to talk about a series I watched called Paper Girls on Amazon Prime. Oh, it's a little sci-fi, time travel, a little Stranger Things, but with girls. I think you'll like this one because the girls are our age it's set in 1988 when it starts and they're mm. 12 i don't want to give too much away but there is a time travel element and so you may see them when they're older um, they may travel through time um but i really like this one it starts off a little bumpy but as you move forward with the episodes the characters develop um, and I really enjoyed it. I'm waiting for season two. I did want to ask you though, it seems like there are quite a few series we've been watching or are put out there that involve time travel and like oh, the yeah. sci-fi like element. Um, so I don't know if we're just drawn to it, um, or, or I don't know. There also seems to be these series where the time period is focusing on our age group. So it's like when we were kids in the late 80s or 90s, mm -hmm. and then as adults, I'm thinking of Yellow Jackets and now Paper Girls, you have Stranger Things. And so I'm wondering, is it that the movie producers, writers are in our age group right now and they're getting these projects made is that kind of what uh -huh. is going on because it seems like that that is what's happening or maybe i'm just drawn to these shows i i think you're right and it might be like um 
you know, I just saw the funniest meme today and I have to share it since we're talking about Gen X. Um, it said, um, now that Gen X is all old and falling apart, REM should remake Everybody Hurts for an ibuprofen ad. Um, <laughs> so I, I think that's it. You know, we're falling apart, um, our generation. And I also think that maybe these uh, people who are writing are like, the question is like, where the hell did time go? <laughs> and then they like <laughs> start writing. <laughs> maybe. And it, maybe it's just sort of, you know, we're we're on the kind of the later end of the Gen X time frame. Yeah, yeah. You know, and so maybe it is sort of before, you know, all the millennials. Um, I mean, I feel like they've already kind of you know, taken over. Um, went. <laughs> right. Well, <laughs> but maybe it's just sort of this little niche that we're like in right now with like, I think writers, producers in our age group are getting things made. Um, the stories that, you know, go back to child, the childhood, you know, in the eighties, um, nineties, like teenage years, that was a more I mean, I would say an innocent time Happier without time. social media, right? right. Just kind of uh, parents weren't like all over you, watching you every second. There was some independence and some adventure. Oh, yeah. We were just, I mean, we went out till like dusk till dawn. You know what I mean? And our parents were like, I don't know where they are. You know? <laughs> right. <laughs> right. So, you know, maybe that's what's going on. But yeah, I, I have noticed, I feel like quite a few series lately. It's, you know, especially when I saw this one and the kids were our age. And so, I mean, for us, it's very relatable. Um, and it really kind of takes you back. I think that's one of the draws with these series um, because it takes you back to that time period and you're thinking about it yourself. And seeing yourself through these characters. Well, and, and I'll also add too, maybe it's because of this crazy time we're in right now too. I mean, I you probably wake up every day like I do and like you're like, oh shit, I thought I was in an alternate universe and like I would wake <laughs> up and it would all be gone. Um, yeah, so <laughs> let's just face Let's face that the 90s were probably the best humanity we'll probably get. And it's just, it's, we're done. <laughs> well, I think what's also happening, and, you know, I'll just say this really quickly so we can move on for our listeners to talk about House of the Dragon. But I also feel like, you know, the way things are now, there's so much information constantly coming in. And I was listening I think to another podcast while when they were talking about, you know, our nervous systems were not designed or have not evolved to like handle all this information that is constantly coming in. And so it makes you crazy when you have information coming in constantly from all directions. Number one, our phones that we can Uh just read or look at things, you know? And so I think it's just sort of like our nervous systems are always sort of on high alert and we, you know, need to relax and calm down. And at least in those decades past, it wasn't constant information coming in. Right. When you had to research things too, like, I mean, stuff comes across our phones and then you're like looking at it. Is it true or not? (laughs) Like, 
now I need to research this because I don't know if this is fact or fiction. Yeah. Yeah. Well, after we talked about our tangent of. <laughs> yeah, it's been a while. So. <laughs> yeah, the 2020s and uh, where we are now. Let's talk about House of the Dragon. Yeah, I really liked the episode. I did too, but I will have to say after watching the first episode, I was thinking, am I ready for this? <laughs> am I going to get these names right? these right. characters right a lot yeah here we go again and don't get vested because somebody's gonna die right <laughs> <laughs> right and it did feel it felt very game of thrones to yeah. me almost like a continuation of the game of thrones story this story however is set 172 years before the birth of daenerys targaryen we know her as Danny or Khaleesi. Or Khaleesi. I love Khaleesi. Yeah. Yes. And it tells the story of the house Targaryen. It's based on the book Fire and Blood by George R.R. R. Martin. At the beginning of this episode, Rhaenyra is narrating. It sounds like an older character than she is in this episode. Which I like because to me that means that she must survive. Yes. Did you think about that? <laughs> I did, and I cheated, and I went on IMDb, and there's, there's <gasps> another. There's someone that plays an older um, Renea. So. Um, oh, so I'm right. <laughs> yes, you are correct. <laughs> okay, I kind of figured, given the voice, and she was narrating the story, yeah. and so I, I was happy about that because even though we've just been introduced to her and this is episode one i'm already liking this character and i want to see her continue i do too and i mean i love khaleesi um i think everybody did um but is this her great grandmother has to be right oh gosh don't ask me about <laughs> this lineage and I really tried not to look anything up because, I mean, I know, like, I found a few things where try to understand the House Targaryen, like, you know, bloodline and like, let's look at the right. family tree. But I thought if I did that, I may find out some things that I don't want to know yet before I watch the series. Yeah. From the very beginning of this episode, we see that the patriarchy was alive and is still alive and really is the root of everyone's problems. I mean, can we all just agree to that? The patriarchy is the root <laughs> of everything from war to tensions to like, to try to gain power. Right. Everyone is still vying for the crown. Yeah, they, they don't have a United Nations, so it's really hurting. Um, <laughs> <laughs> everything so we see at the beginning that Viserys was named in the succession versus Lady Rhaenys oh okay I think yeah we see from the beginning that the the king that was in power had to name uh someone in the succession and so Viserys is named the king and so we see that 
he has a daughter named Rhaenyra and his wife is also pregnant the story really starts off you know we see that Rhaenyra cannot be king or sorry (laughs) Rhaenyra cannot be queen (laughs) in the secession because a girl is not able to rule but but back up a second I mean, the king, like, had it between the daughter and the son, so he didn't have a problem with it. So is it just a thing of the nearest that he has the issue with it? Because I was thinking about that, and I was like, wait a minute, like, is it just his issue, or, yeah. Um, wait, I'm confused. Well, the king, in the beginning, had to name his successor, and it was between the girl Right. The boy. Yeah. So Osiris. Yes. Yeah. So I'm 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 thinking in my head, like, well, in the beginning, if there wasn't an issue, I mean he he doesn't end up naming the boy, but if it was between a boy and a girl, like why I I just that part kind of threw me. Um, because a girl or a female had never been on the throne and I think so it would have been an issue years. even then. Okay. Right. Like it just, it wasn't something like, here's the choice, but the choice had never been made to have the female right on the Gotcha. Yeah. Yes. And so, yeah. So he chose Viserys and then we see now that he is also thinking about who's going to succeed him. And he is sure that his wife is pregnant with a boy. And so I think Uh that is right. Like what's, kind of bringing this to fruition to talk about succession. We also learned that he has a brother named Damon, played by Matt Smith, who also is in The Crown and plays Prince Philip. Right. And he looks a little elfish in this. I'm like, is this The Hobbit or is this The House of the Dragon? (laughs) He does. I was thinking that too. I immediately thought of Lord of the Rings with, <laughs> you know, the really light blonde hair. Right, right. Um, and he, I mean, he takes up a good part of this episode. We learn a lot about him. He's definitely the antagonist in the series. Oh, yeah. I would say. There's an ass. <laughs> <laughs> you can tell that as he is awaiting to see if this birth is a boy that he is still hoping that you know he will be king right at the beginning of the episode he gives Rhaenyra a necklace right is there like a Cersei like thing going on here it's very creepy it was a very <laughs> creepy scene with Okay, this is I'm your like, uncle. oh great, here comes the incest again. <laughs> I know. Here's your uncle. This seems a little strange, just the way that it was done and just in between them, not on her end. I felt right. like more on his end with that. Yeah. So we, you know, we learned some things about Damon, and he is made the head of the city watch. Um it seems like King Viserys just made him that to sort of like get him. Give him a title. Give him a title, like get him out of his hair. I think knowing yeah. like how he is, cause he's, he's pretty much a brute and 
you know, is full of himself. And I will say in, in the scene, he has like everyone in the, the city, um, like murdered, like they just kind of go out and kill people. Um, right. It was pretty brutal. I thought yeah. I was kind of like, I don't know if I'm ready for this series again, <laughs> but I also thought it was a little bit more graphic than game of thrones in a way because it was just like showing body parts like ripped off and some other things and i was just kind of like that was where yeah. i was like i don't know if i'm ready for this <laughs> what did you think about that yeah it was it was pretty violent but you know i thought in the game of thrones fashion i was like well let's just get it started you know what i mean like <laughs> let's just get that out of the way <laughs> right so Speaking of Damon, I kind of see him as a lone wolf. He definitely wants the crown. I think he probably has his own moral compass. So I'm hoping that, and I think we will learn a lot more about him as the series moves forward. I am hoping that there is more to him than just those things that we see right now yeah. in the first episode, that maybe there is some vulnerability there i mean we kind of saw actually a little bit of that in a scene um with like a, a i don't know a prostitute or or a woman where he was having sex with her and then at the end he kind of like put his head on her shoulder so you could like tell there was some vulnerability there with right. him so i'm hoping that he's more complicated and there's much more to him some layers to his character so that maybe like a Jamie. I mean, I was getting ready to say he reminds me exactly of Jamie Lannister. I mean, it's basically taking the character and throwing it into this new. Okay. Um, <laughs> as a Targaryen, you know what I mean? Right. Um, and Jamie uh, showed a lot of more of his vulnerability towards the end of Game of Thrones, especially when he got his hand cut off too. Right. Um, so yeah, so we'll wait and see if um, you know he comes around. And I think he really likes um, Renaria, um, right? Like, I mean, yeah, creepy scene or whatever. But I think he knows that she's more than just a girl. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. So yeah, I agree. It's just creepy because because. He's her uncle. And so, right. but, but I do think, yes, there seems to be some affection there. Um, even if it is not creepy, but more of an uncle and a niece. Yeah. That, that'll be um, to be seen, right? <laughs> if it gets right, creepier right. or if it's genuine, like, Hey, you're, you're important. Right. Um, Let's talk about the Targaryens for a second. You throw this blonde hair on these people and they just look amazing, except for Jamie and his <laughs> elfish look. But Amelia <laughs> Clark. Stop this... a second. <laughs> <laughs> okay, proceed. <laughs> but Amelia Clark, man, they put that blonde hair on her and I was like, wow, you know what I mean? Like she looks totally different with dark hair. Um, and the same is for like this whole family. Like they just look amazing with bleach blonde hair. I just have to say that. <laughs> I feel like though Danny's wigs, and maybe these wigs will change throughout the series, but 
I feel like her wigs were more genuine or just more elaborate and more I don't want to I don't know if I want to say well done these just kind uh-huh. of look a little stringy to me and I don't know well don't budget know. cuts what? you know any throws was expensive <laughs> no, I don't know maybe not I mean at the end Rhaenyra does have like a braided sort of her hair's up look um so you know i'm sure it'll change but yeah in this one it seemed and again it was 172 years earlier so right you know I, they you advanced know, I don't with know. the shampoo probably right, right. <laughs> <laughs> one funny thing i found in this episode was dealing with damon is just they talked about his wife and how he needed to like go home with his wife. And so I cannot wait till we meet his wife because <laughs> he seems like he is so not into her. And right. <laughs> I, don't, I don't really know like what the deal is with his wife, but I cannot wait. I hope that we get to see the wife. Yeah. So he ends up getting reprimanded from his brother for these murders in the streets. But still, in this episode, there are some more, what I would call brutal scenes where they have in the arena, um, like this jousting jousting. game. I don't know what what you want to call it. Um, And it was also kind of interesting because I don't know what you thought about it, but like the spectators and the people there, especially like the ruling class in those seats are just like drinking wine and like sitting back and like watching these (laughs) men like kill each other. Um, Right. They're like, oh. (laughs) (laughs) Which I was just, that really struck me. You know, I'm like, man, I think I've just gotten really soft um, because I don't know. It's like, do you all have to kill each other already? And do you think also there is something going on between um, Renera and Alicent, her friend? Like there's a little bit of lesbian stuff, I think, that could happen. Um. Or am I just seeing that? I think you're seeing that. Okay. <laughs> well, actually, I was going to talk to you about that because um, I think her name is Lady Alistair. I think. Uh, Hightower. Alicent Hightower. Alicent. Maybe that's how you say it. I don't know. I think, you know, it seems like they're besties. Yeah. But I think that her friend likes damon okay and i think that rhaenyra likes one of the guys that was there at the jousting yeah that won yes and so i can't wait to find out more about him he took off his armor and i was like oh hello who are you (laughs) his name is sir Kristen cole is that him okay i don't know i like I said, the names part of this is going to be difficult until we get into it. Right. I'm like, the only one I could remember from Game of Thrones, like, through and through was Littlefinger. And I'm like, but that's easy <laughs> to remember. So. <laughs> oh, yes. Well, during those jousting scenes, the other 
big part of the episode that is happening is the queen is in labor and she is going to give birth to this baby who they are sure is a boy. I wanted to get your thoughts on this before we reveal, you know, what happened. I actually thought I was for sure this baby was going to be a girl. That's what I thought too. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I thought it was going to be born. It was going to be a girl. And it was like, okay, you know, now what are we going to do? But this birthing scene ended up being pretty graphic and brutal as well. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to get your thoughts on it. They end up, um, the baby is breached. And so they say they have to cut the baby out with the king's permission, knowing that the queen will die and the baby may live. And he decides to go ahead and do this. Right. Which I'm thinking, ooh, power can make you do some crazy things because that's... Power over a woman's body, right? Yes. I mean, it kind of makes you, it kind of coincides with some of the things that we see going on. Right. You know, in current day. Um, But they, they showed us, you know, what happened when she found out that they were going to do this. And I mean, she was, you know, scared and realized like what was going on. And mm-hmm. um, she ends up dying and the baby is born. Were you surprised by the baby and the gender? A little bit, but then as you know, you know, the things are getting serious and, you know, they, they are, saying like this is how we're gonna get the baby out then I was like oh it's gonna be a boy that that's when I was like "Mm, yeah boy well when it was a boy I was surprised but then immediately thought okay he's gonna die pretty soon (laughs) because I just knew that you know like it was like (laughs) (laughs) I know I was like "Uh uh-oh and then it's verified for us whenever they go outside and we see that there are two bodies on the altar. Damon comes over to Rhaenyra. Talk about whenever you um, said you thought there was some love there between them because he goes over to her um, during this moment. And then she tells the dragon to, you know, Dracara. Right, which we've heard before. <laughs> right. That was kind of a neat little thing because it was like, you can anticipate, okay, is she going to say that to the dragon? Like what's going to yeah. happen? Um, and then he set the altar on fire. So then we're left as we come near the end of the episode for, okay, what's going to happen now since this baby has died and the king they're really stuck on like, we need to talk about succession with the king. Earlier in the episode, we see that he has some type of wound on his back. Oh yeah, he's gonna die. Yeah, that was like foreshadowing that, Yeah, you know, something is going on with him that won't heal and that he's gonna die sooner than, than later. Right. Um, so they are trying to decide you know, who will succeed him. And the choices really come down to Damon and Rhaenyra. 
He's like, Damon, hell no. <laughs> <laughs> he is. And Damon overhears him when he's arguing against his, you know, succession. And then he essentially banishes Damon from, you know, the kingdom and says, you need to go back to your wife. And we're like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Can we see her? No. Yeah. Um, and so he leaves and they promise the crown to Rhaenyra. And so we see the ceremony they have and um, everyone is bending the knee to her. And that's where the episode ends with her looking at the camera, sort of setting up this another epic saga about Game of Thrones, like who's going to sit on the throne. Part of me thinks like they continued on with Game of Thrones because they're like, we have all this technology to create these dragons. Like, let's do it again. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Well, we really didn't talk about the dragons, but they were a part of this episode, too. Yeah. I was happy to see the dragons again. Well, are there more than one? Because it kind of appears that Damon is escaping with one, right? Yes. I think they said there were 10 dragons. I think she said that in the narration at the beginning. Gotcha. Well, that'll make a family powerful. 10 dragons, right? Like, don't screw with us. Weapons of mass destruction. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, and I'm glad you said that because I don't know if I caught that he he left with one of the dragons. I remember him with the dragon near the end of the episode. But yeah, that makes sense if he just took off with the dragon. I wonder if we'll learn more too about the White Walkers and their um, how they originated. I hope so. Yeah. I hope we do. I definitely want to find out about the man that Rhaenyra seems to like at the arena. Um, I hope that they really expand on that. Although I feel like um, she will not end up with him that like this happy ending with him or whatever will be. Hey, if she ends up a lesbian, I called it, okay? (laughs) (laughs) All right, you did. We'll see what happens. Um, I also wanted just to mention the music. At the beginning of this episode, there seemed to be like a variation of the Game of Thrones theme song. (laughs) But at the end, I felt like it was that fire and ice theme song from Game of Thrones. So that's why in a way it just kind of felt like a Game of Thrones, like this is just a chapter in the Game of Thrones epic series or something. Right. Which I didn't know if it would feel that way, but it really, it really did. Yeah. Well, again, I think everybody loved um, Danny. Khaleesi whatever you want to call her and this is just kind of a continuation of that story with the you know Targaryens so um I she was one of my favorite characters I I really you know wanted her to succeed um and then you know we all know what happened so (laughs) (laughs) 
I, you know, I liked her character up into a point. She was not one of my favorites. And so, you know, I, I'm going to watch the series because I am really interested in this whole house Targaryen, but um, yeah, I don't know. I had mixed feelings towards her character. I was just hoping she wouldn't be corrupted and she was power does something to you i think well maybe that's the lesson um but you know my whole disappointment was cersei not dying a more like um you know death where we like pluck her toenails out and like you know sit and wait for a minute like she just got crushed you know what i mean like i was like oh Yeah, I mean, why couldn't Danny just, instead of burning the city down, just couldn't have flown to the window that Cersei was near and just, you know, right. burn Cersei down? I think that would yeah. have been really satisfying to everyone. Yeah. Any predictions for episode two? Uh, I think dad probably going to die. That early, huh? Yeah. He'll either die in the second or third episode, I would imagine. Okay. How many episodes are there? How many were there in Game of Thrones? There were a lot, weren't there? There are 10 episodes. Just 10? Feels like it just went on forever and ever. I can't even recall at this point how many. Yeah. I know there were, no, I feel like there were about 10 episodes. We started late, so too, so we had to catch up on a lot of the seasons. So. Mm-hmm. Well, we'd love to know what you all thought of episode one of House of the Dragon. You can email us at uh, like another episode <laughs> at gmail.com. <laughs> all right. So Jason doesn't know the name of the podcast. <laughs> like uh, one more episode like one more episode at gmail.com and uh find us on instagram under that name as well yes we would love to hear your all's thoughts do you think it's similar to game of thrones are you liking it are you gonna watch next week let us know and we'll talk about it on a future episode Well, I guess I have a few series I need to watch, like The Bear, the Woodstock documentary, Uh so many things. We'll be back next week to talk about episode two, House of the Dragon. Join us next week. We'll see you then. See you then. Bye. Bye. This has been a Caroline Home Production.